What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Legacy Podcast. We have a guest in the building, Josh Hare. Man, I'm so excited to uh, just talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, something that a lot of people don't talk about today. <laughs> it's yeah. very interesting. Right. Um, and as a as a body of believers, um, it's very important and it's very essential that we stay and remain under the Holy Spirit. Um, but Josh, you know, I just want to like give a little questions um, about remaining under the Holy Spirit. So, um, but first off, let's just go ahead and start a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are, where you came from, um, maybe like, where did you get um, to where you are today? Yeah, you know. yeah. So, my name is Josh Hare, and um, I am the discipleship pastor at Relevant Church. I've been there for, uh, gosh, man, uh, over uh, over five years now, and mm. um, I came on... Um, uh, I came on to Relevant. We were part of a, a church plant before in South Charlotte in the Rivergate area that, that actually merged with Relevant. And so uh, my family and I had moved here uh, back in 2015 uh, for me to attend Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, I was going to work on my MDiv and um, come to find out my wife got pregnant with our with our third who, you know, it's just crazy to think is, uh, you know, as old as she is now. And, and so... Anyway, I, all that to say, uh, the Lord really just it kind of spoke clearly to me and said, "Hey, you know, put school on hold and and um, uh, you know just kind of focus on you know taking care of your family." And, and of course, I was serving in ministry at my church, but mm-hmm. you know wasn't on staff. And and so, uh, man, crazy looking back, uh, having moved here from from the Dallas area in Texas, it was just a crazy move. Mm-hmm. And to see. To see God, and I think just fitting talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, um, uh, looking back to see how the Holy Spirit was moving and working in, in such intricate ways, getting us to where we're at today, and yeah. and being at Relevant. So I was I was the youth pastor at Relevant for um, man almost almost five years, and and just transitioned into. Uh, this discipleship role this past year, so it's been great, man. Awesome, man. If you guys do not know, you know Josh Hare has been uh, somebody I looked up to a lot, um, and he is just one heck of a leader, man. And I'm just so, I'm just like even like, um, I'm proud of where God has had, where, where God has you right now, mm. and even with your family, with your wife, like even her being um, just you know a good servant and a steward to you know where God has placed her in her life, man. And so. Um, I'm just glad that to have you here on this podcast, and we could just talk about a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Not yeah, a little absolutely. bit, but a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, we've been in the Book of Acts lately. Yep. Um, and you know, I'm not going to go into a lot of details and be very structured about this podcast. So feel free to like speak on whatever's on your heart and everything. But I realized, like, um, I believe, like, especially in today today's time, like, the Holy Spirit is so crucial for a believer to listen to, to be under, to remain under, and to be submissive to. And I believe we kind of like put the Holy Spirit on the back burn. We treat, you know, He, which, you know, Holy Spirit is God Himself, right. um, as, you know, an emotional being, you know, mm-hmm. an emotional thing, something that uh, you feel and is here today, gone tomorrow. Right. You know, that's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, we could look in the, um, in the book of Acts, we can see how uh, they were submissive and obedient to the Holy Spirit that led to great persecution mm-hmm. and we're going to dive into that um so like the first question i want to ask you um becoming submissive to the holy spirit is essential for every believer as i just said 
Um, and seeing how the disciples remain obedient to the Holy Spirit and live their lives. How do you see churches today in the way most believers are living? Like, <clears throat> do you believe we lack submission to the Holy Spirit in today's culture? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a... Uh... I think you have to kind of take a step back and when you look at the church culture as a whole, I think one of the primary things that so many people uh, have been hesitant in their in their approach with the Holy Spirit is that um, I think there's been throughout the history of the church, I think there's been a lot of abuse uh, with the Holy Spirit and so um, the Holy Spirit in a sense has gotten you know this, uh, this bad rap, if you will. Um, and so when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, I think it makes a lot of people nervous. I think it makes them uncomfortable. Um, but we we kind of lose sight of, again, like you were saying, the Holy Spirit is a, is a person. Mm-hmm. In fact, we know he's the third member of the, of the Trinity, um, which is one of the solid, you know, foundations of, you know, our evangelical faith. And so mm-hmm. uh, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, uh, most people do not understand uh, the significant role, not only that the Holy Spirit has in uh, like salvation initially in bringing the believer to a place where he is receptive to the gospel, but mm-hmm. even after that, how much they need the Holy Spirit in order to live out their faith. Right. I, I think most people hear the Holy Spirit and they think of, they immediately go to spiritual gifts and they think of, um, you know, maybe a a lot of areas where the church has done some damage in the past. Mm. And um, so as a result, like they're hesitant to actually really start talking about the Holy Spirit. Right. (laughs) And so I think, I think it's been, I think it's been unfortunate that the church has not focused so much on the Holy Spirit and his role. Um, and as a result, I think we've seen a loss of power. I mean, that's mm. kind of what we were referring to today. That's good, man. Acts 1.8. Yeah. The Holy Spirit comes and he empowers us right. to, to be witnesses. And, not, mm. and I think that is the primary function of every believer. Right. Exactly. So. I mean, that's, that's a good response to this question. The second question I was going to ask you is like, I remember this morning, you know, Pastor Matt, you know, um, talked about Christianity spreading, at least in America. Um, would you say could that be a lack of the submission to the Holy Spirit? Can you can you say that's a lack of obedience as well to the Holy Spirit? Because I'm a, I'm always looking <clears throat> when you when we look at America, you know, we're just so filled filled with pride. You yeah. know, you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and yourself at the same time. Um, and the way I've seen the disciples live um, in their time, of course, even though their time was a lot more different than our time. You still have people in other countries um, who are still facing the same persecution as Paul and all the disciples did. Right. Um, and we're not really <laughs> anywhere close to that. And we're not even, you know, focused, like you said, so much on the Holy Spirit that we lose power. Um, so can you say that if we were full of the Holy Spirit, most of us as believers, and we will remain obedient to um, the Holy Spirit, that there will be much impact in our in our society today, yeah, I would think so. You know, I, I mean, historically, when you look at initially the, you know, like you're saying, we're going through the Book of Acts, and so mm-hmm. we're seeing the Holy Spirit being poured out. Which, if we could almost say it this way, it's almost as if 
the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of Jesus within every believer. Mm. So remember, they hated Jesus because of who he was, uh, what he stood for, talking about this coming kingdom mm. that even though they were totally confused about what the kingdom of God was even about, they they hated um, that he was disrupting the, the normality of Judaism. And so whenever whenever mm. the Holy Spirit began filling people, making them like Jesus, the same hatred that mm. they had for him now mm. became all over the place. Right. So so I think what's happened is in today's culture, when mm. we're trying to bridge this gap of the church in the book of Acts and the church in the United States in 2021, mm-hmm. What we're seeing is that we are a we are a nation, we're a country where you can be who you are. You can be yourself. Um, I mean, we're we're at this point right now where we're like we're we're now supposed to give people space to mm. define their personal pronouns. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and so I, I, this is getting real, right? Oh, yeah. So so I think as people are opening the door and making things more acceptable that that were at one time closed off. Um, it, it almost seems like Christianity and, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the gospel, has just gotten submersed with all of these other things that that our country is just called acceptable. Right. So now that Christianity has almost lost its edge because, well, now that's just your system of mm-hmm. beliefs. That's your faith. That's fine. Right. You have your faith. I have mine. So now there's not, there's not really this like truth stance but but i think i think back in the early church there was such a difference there was such a distinction mm. um where the holy spirit was truly again making people like jesus and mm. and jesus took a pretty big stance on a lot of issues mm-hmm. cultural issues ethical mm-hmm. issues uh and so as a result um i think a lot of it has just been the the, the state and the direction of our country mm-hmm. and just allowing allowing things uh to be believed and as a result i think that's just kind of created complacency correct complacency yeah. in the church and then complacency with people who might disagree um because now we can well we could at one point disagree and be fine mm-hmm. but i see this progression back now where i believe we're kind of on the verge of seeing another huge wave of persecution. I think we're on the mm. brink right now as the American church mm-hmm. where those people who are truly full of the Holy Spirit and living like Jesus, right. I think we're about to start yeah. really counting the cost. Mm-hmm. And I, so so now we're almost becoming uh, a pre-Christian society instead of a post-Christian. And mm-hmm. that's just a crazy thing to live and be a part of. Wow, man. That's that's, uh, that's a lot of good wisdom of advice right there um and i want to kind of like uh this actually ties into my next question <laughs> which is so crazy you mentioned um you know another wave of persecution i say um if pastor matt uh this morning said if you do the acts 1 8 um you'll expect the acts 8 1 um i wrote this down i said in other words <laughs> if you remain in the holy spirit and do his will you can expect great persecution and Stephen was a great example for this. I mean, all the disciples was, but definitely Stephen. Right. Um, so I know you preached about this, um, was it last Sunday? Last week, yeah. Yeah, would you like to give a little bit of that, you know, just um, um, wh- about what Matt 
talked about if you if you um, do the X one eight, you should expect yeah, the should expect X the eight, eight one. one. Yeah, I th- I think the again you know the the stance of someone who um, grounds themselves on biblical truth, right? Which Stephen um, Stephen did so perfectly uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and and again we see that he begins his message uh, when he's standing on trial before the Sanhedrin. Uh, and if you remember back that about a month and a half ago, the Bible says his face was glowing. Like it was shining almost mm. as if, um, you know, he was like this uh, Moses figure that had come mm-hmm. off the mountain. Right. And um, we, we know that the Bible says that he was full of the Holy spirit. Well, he was because the message that he delivered and the way that he delivered it, um, you know, he took all of those false accusations from those that were hired to testify falsely against him. And the Holy Spirit took those things and turned it into this perfect outline where the Holy Spirit was able to speak to this Jewish council again, one more time, about who Jesus was and mm-hmm. about what he came to do. Mm-hmm. And so Stephen reflects back on this huge story of Jewish history that culminated with them in this moment. Um, You know, your fathers had rejected the prophets, had rejected even Joseph himself. Um, They turned against Moses, right? And now they've, Stephen says, they've turned against the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've murdered him. And Stephen basically says, and now you're, you're turning against me. And, and so the way that we see Stephen um, die, in a sense, as right before he's stoned, uh, we see him become so much like Jesus, even in the way that he dies. And some of the things that he says, and, and when he looks up to heaven, he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, no, those are almost the exact words of Jesus. And, right. and so we, we see that that happened because in verse 55, it says that Stephen full of the Holy Spirit, uh, gazed up into heaven, and he saw the glory of God. And uh, one of the things that stuck out to me in in my study was when the Bible said that he was full of the Holy Spirit. And when I looked at that in the original Greek, um, the, I mean, we kind of read that and we think, oh, he was, he was full of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But that, that, you know, that phrase full uh, of the Holy Spirit is, is this Greek word, uh, huparkon, and it basically is two Greek words put together, hupo, which means to, to be under, and arkon or arche means the beginning or to begin. And so what it means is Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit, which Acts 1-5 teaches, right? When the moment of conversion, you know, you're, you're, filled, you're given the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's living inside of you now. Um, but there is a choice that every believer makes to wake up every day and to remain under right. the influence of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so I, I think we see Stephen walk that out perfectly like he does. Mm-hmm. And so Stephen is uh, constantly being led, being filled by the Holy Spirit, and he's able to finish well. He, he goes mm-hmm. right up until the point where he's stoned. And again, he's just like Jesus. And so I... I think if we're talking about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you you simplify 
no matter whether you're in persecution or free from persecution, the Holy Spirit's role is to help you become like Jesus. Right. And that's the most beautiful thing. I mean, that's the goal right. of every believer. That's discipleship. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we lose. Mm. Do we truly count the cost of following mm. Jesus? Right. Do we take up our cross daily and follow him? Mm-hmm. Well, that really depends on you remaining under the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, Paul, you know, Paul says in Ephesians 5.18, you know, that I, I kind of brought this up in my message, you know, uh-huh. do not get drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Yeah. which is this present active tense. Again, even that phrase, continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so this is something we have to daily choose to submit to. Every believer makes the choice. Whether they wake up and, and they physically and verbally say it, they're having to make the choice. Mm-hmm. And I would rather wake up every day saying, Man, Holy Spirit, today is yours. I'm yours today. You know, fill me, mm-hmm. guide me, help me in certain conversations, interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to go throughout my day submissive um, to whatever the Holy Spirit might lead me to do. And right. So I think there's an awareness yeah. Um, that's important and Stephen had that awareness uh, not when he was being persecuted I think he had that awareness before way before that when persecution came right. he didn't have to change anything mm-hmm. I don't I don't you know yep. oftentimes we sit here and we go all right if we were being persecuted and we were about to die for our faith how would we respond and I think that's hard for us to wrap our minds around like how we would respond but 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 I think honestly I think the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. gives us grace like a mm-hmm. supernatural grace and the ability to even in those moments respond uh, the way that Jesus would respond mm-hmm. um, but we don't start that when the time comes we start that now mm-hmm. and so I think we have to make it a lifestyle right. um, so when the day comes if the day comes uh, that we are faced with a decision like that or we're we're faced with a choice right I continue to follow Jesus and I'm persecuted or you know I, I can you know act like I don't know him and, I, and you know I can be dismissed from it all and I, and I think I think we have to prepare now um, stay under the Holy Spirit now so that when persecution does come hey we're ready yeah and I think also too like the Holy Spirit, like it's taking advantage of like oh I got all this joy I feel so great you know my life is going on good you know look I am just filled right and yeah th- that's definitely a part of the Holy Spirit I mean you know talk about this the fruits of the Spirit you know and yeah. joy is one of them yeah absolutely um but I think a lot of times we don't put in you know being faced with opposition you know right. how come we don't talk a lot about being faced with opposition what does the Holy Spirit do then to the believer, you know, right. I, I see a lot of um, me and um, Brooke and Nicholas, you know, from church. Right. We just had this podcast, and we talked about like standing on God's truth. Stand mm-hmm. on, um, and that was part of my latest podcast. Um, and what's crazy is we see a lot of Christians dabbling in other belief systems like spiritual energies and yeah. the universe. And I'm like, but they're still talking about you know being submerged in the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, you can't, you can't have the two. That that's that's supreme idol to right. God, you right. know. Um, thankfully, God has been God is really graceful 
you know, to us. Yeah. Versus you see the 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 um the Israelites in the Old Testament how he severely disciplines them, um, and you know it's just it's just crazy how we've just taken the Holy Spirit and we've manipulated it mm. into something that is really uh, to something that he really is not. You know? Right. So right. it's like I try to like not always go by feelings or emotions, yeah. but by truth. You know. Right. Um, right. So. My uh, last question I just want to um, ask you is, um, or actually, I'm sorry, not my last question, my second to last question, what are ways we can continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because I know people will say they're filled with the Holy Spirit, but if you ask them this question, <laughs> they don't know how to be filled <laughs> right. with the Holy Spirit. Right. They don't, they don't understand what it means to be filled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think there, there, you know, I was, I was kind of giving this some thought earlier, and, and, and I thought, you know, there's some really practical ways for all those who might be listening to you know th- this podcast and and you truly ask yourself okay what does it look like every day to to wake up and as a believer to to remain under the holy spirit or to or to continuously be filled with the holy spirit and so uh, i jotted a couple of things down and i think it's important number 1 to know that um, you know god gives you that this personal invitation um, that that we should come, and it made me think of this uh, scripture in Isaiah chapter fifty five verse one, who and, and he says, "Come all who are thirsty, right, mm-hmm. and let him drink." And and mm-hmm. Jesus stands up in John chapter six, and he basically says the same thing, right? Um, he he basically says, "If any one of you are thirsty, let him come unto me and mm-hmm. drink." And there's a response to that. There, there's this response to this invitation to come to Jesus. Um, that he says, out, you know, as a result, out of your belly will come this river of living water. And we know that what he's talking about there is he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That there, there's something connected to spending time with Jesus and this personal invitation to being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I, I will say this is probably the most basic, overlooked, you know, habit or discipline for any believer is just spending time with Jesus daily. I would, I guarantee you, half of the people that claim to be Christian, if you mm. ask them, hey, do you spend time with Jesus every day? Do you spend time in God's word? Do you spend time in prayer? And, and I'm not talking about carving out three hours, right? I'm not talking about waking up at like four o'clock in the morning and, yeah. and spending three hours before you go to work, even though that they would see tremendous fruit from that. Right. However, just a daily discipline of spending time with Jesus most believers, I, I would say, probably do not practice that habit, mm. which is sad because right. that's that really is our source. And, and it really led me to, uh, you know, thinking about the second part of this is that um, a, a way that we can continuously be filled uh, is to accept that invitation to come to Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and to receive from him, to receive from him. Uh, I, I think we lose sight of how much God has for us in those moments with him um, that you know he teaches his disciples to pray right mm-hmm. give us this day our daily bread I think it's fascinating that God only gave the Israelites manna that would last them one day he said mm-hmm. only collect every morning you know only mm-hmm. collect enough for the day if they collected any more what would happen right it would spoil right it'd go bad Right. The only day they were to collect more than that day was the day before the Sabbath. Right. 
And so it's crazy to think that now we have Jesus, the, the bread of life, right, that he called himself, and we have this opportunity to come to receive from him daily what we need for the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you are fasting and you don't eat for a day, you feel it. And yet we're shocked at the lack of power that we have as believers when we are dismissing our spiritual nourishment for the day. Right. And so, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to give, right, Mm -hmm. I think Jesus called us to receive and and to release. He says, you know, freely you have received, uh, so freely give. Now, I don't think we can give. I think we're, we're normally drawing from a dry well every time we're around people who are lost and who, who need Jesus if we have not been filled. Right. There's a great illustration of this is like, mm. you know, a river that is dammed up um, basically becomes a swamp, right? I mean, there's no, if water's flowing in and it's not flowing out, uh, it becomes stale, stagnant. It starts turning green, nothing can survive, it mm. stinks. But as long as there's something being released, as long as there's a, a flow, an, an overflow or, or an outflow, um, things can live and things stay fresh and things stay pure. And so I, I think for a believer, um, we it's not just about receiving from the Lord. That's part of it. But it's also about giving. It's mm. also about you know making sure that whatever we've received for the day, we're looking for opportunities to give right and I think that that's something that that is really healthy for so many people (coughs) but again I think it goes back to just being in position to receive right I love the story of Mary and Martha oh man I love that story as well you know like Jesus is coming over (laughs) like man I I would probably be Martha right because I'm like um I love I love serving I love working I love you know getting stuff ready and prepared and I, I feel like if Jesus were coming to my house like I would want the mo the, the lawn mode, you know. I don't want dinner on the table. He already right? knows your stuff ain't Man, perfect, though. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But it's like I would be looking for. I would looking. I, I would to honor him. I would be looking to have everything in place. Um, mm. And Mary, when Jesus comes, is at his feet. And and I think that is, I think there's something so profound that Mary was positioned to receive from him. And Jesus noticed that. I think Jesus noticed Martha. I think, I don't think Jesus would have rebuked Martha if Martha wouldn't have come over and been like, Jesus, why don't you tell Mary to help me? Right? I don't think he would have rebuked her. Yeah. I think he saw what she was doing as an act of love and as an act of service. Mm. But because of her anger and frustration, Jesus actually uses it and says, hey, Mary's chosen the, the better thing, right? Is just to be at my feet and to receive. Man, that's beautiful, man. So... Yeah. I think I think we've just got to really ask ourselves as Christians, like, and again, it maybe it's it sounds overly simple, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're not receiving from Jesus, if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts, and the way that we do that is even through like just prayer, just soaking in God's presence, just maybe coming to that point in your relationship where words aren't necessarily always the focus. Like, what about just existing and sitting in silence and, and, and being in God's presence and allowing right. Him to speak to you? Um, I, I think there's all sorts of things that li- are little, but are ways that we can hear from God yeah. 
<laughs> and receive what he has. Right. And then from there, man, we're, we're able to live and oh, live, yeah. live in supernatural power that's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not complicated. Right. Exactly. It's really not. You know, it's crazy, man, because like I'll come, one day I came home from work and I was exhausted, Josh. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything right now. Hmm. And um, I told myself that, I was like, man, I'm hungry. I need to eat. I want to take a nap. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to get in the word. Hmm. And I was just, I don't know, man, I was just so hungry for the word. And I sat there in his presence for for about 30, a good 30 minutes, just listening to, um, you know, wonderful music that brings praises to mm-hmm. his name. And it's just a different level of like understanding the Holy Spirit and remaining in his presence and allowing him to fill you yeah. um, and just listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, I even got to the point to where people might even think this is crazy, but I believe this is the way that you know that you are understanding that you are um, growing in the Lord is I tell the Holy Spirit, I worship you. Mm, you know, like yeah. when you say, because a lot of people say, Jesus, I worship you, but nobody says, Holy Spirit, I worship you. Right. Holy Spirit, show me how to live. Holy Spirit, convict me of sin. Yeah. Or Holy Spirit, if there's anything, you know, foul in me, show me. Like we always say, um, and there's nothing wrong with saying God or Jesus right. because they're right. all the same, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. different <laughs> persons, but all the same. But when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, because he's the one that's actually here, of course, Jesus yeah. not being a physical being here, but the Holy Spirit himself, like worshiping the Holy Spirit, people be like, what? You worship the Holy Spirit? That's how you know they don't understand who <laughs> right. the Holy Spirit is, oh, you know? Going to my jobs, like Josh, I, I'm at a job, in my current job right now, I literally go above and beyond trying to even help people. Hmm. Like I say, God, this work is not my work. This is your work. And I want to help people. I want to like, if there's extra load on people that people need to be brought off them, try to do my best to take it off of them and I think even in the way that you you know live your life at yeah. your job yeah reflects who you are and how much you spend time in the Holy Spirit you know Absolutely. I mean God is looking down on us and he's like if my Holy Spirit is in you you should be a witness now of course we're not gonna be perfect right we're not always gonna be filled with the Holy Spirit like I think I, I think um, people also believe that this Holy Spirit is just a come-and-go thing when in reality like he, he's here um, dwells inside of us, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we can allow we can we can allow him to fill us, yep. or we can allow something else to fill us. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to give in to one of them, and right. a lot of people yeah. treat this as this neutral thing. I only want the Holy Spirit to fill me when I'm in church, or I only feel I only feel right. um filled when I'm worshiping Jesus in church. Yeah. But what about when um, you're spending so much time in the Lord and then you face opposition? Mm-hmm. You know, what about that? You know, um, so I don't know. I just think that it's just really interesting how we as Americans and then I, I, I'm not sure how much this has to do with this topic. But we always see America like as the end, end all be all right. end goal. We, right. we center Christianity around America. Yeah. You know, um, and in reality, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. The gospel is preached everywhere. I mean, Absolutely. Israel is really the, the attention. Of course, we all know that. But at the same time, we as human beings on this earth who are believers, um, we all should be submerged. And I, I don't. I don't really believe that um, the churches are doing their their job as believers to actually listen and be guided by the Holy Spirit. I think we're right. trying to use the Holy Spirit as an add-on. Right. So whatever right. I'm doing in life, add on to it. If right. God's called me, um, like me, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I think um, 
the temptation is, oh, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to use the Bible to fuel what I'm doing right. versus allowing God to shape me and who I am as an entrepreneur and say, no, use this to advance my kingdom. But we're mm-hmm. only, a lot of us only use an add-on of the Holy Spirit to advance our own kingdom. Right. And what's right. interesting is I see this a lot on social media. I see mm-hmm. a lot of people flex. Um, what's interesting is I see people um, that I personally follow, they will talk about God. Right. And in reality, they're just advancing their own kingdom and saying, mm-hmm. look how successful I am. It's, it's all because of God. I'm like, well, God God allows a lot of people, even wicked people to be successful. Yeah. So don't use the Holy <laughs> Spirit of God as your way to advancing your kingdom. And this is right. so dangerous, man. Man, it so, is. So um, in closure, like, um, how can we as as Christians practice listening to the Holy Spirit? So yeah. I think listening yeah. to the whole I mean, sometimes I overcomplicate it, Josh. I like I would sit here in my room and I'll be journaling or it, no matter man, usually when I'm going through a lot or when I'm when when even current things I go through, I journal and I'm like, Lord, this doesn't make any sense. Like I can be so loving, so kind to people and some people will just act out in this manner, you know, and I'm like, I need you to speak to me. And then something in my head will, will say, you're not going to hear from God. Mm, Like you're not going to hear this audible voice or you have to read the word in order to hear it. Um, but there's been times where I've been given dreams to see certain things. I'm like, that's, that's interesting, you know? Um, and I'm not like one of those big prophetic people, (laughs) but when I do have those dreams, I'm like, Oh, this is definitely God. Or like I would see, or, or or I would hear like maybe a small voice and I'm like, is that really God? You know, mm, so yeah. how, how do you practice listening to the Holy Spirit? Maybe how does that work for you? Because I think it works differently for everybody else. Yeah. Um, or you can even use some Bible terms of like maybe how the disciples, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit and just acted upon that. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy how, you know, biblically um, we, we aren't given like this special insight into you know, how Stephen, um, you know, necessarily was able to like, quote unquote, like hear from the Holy Spirit and know exactly what to say. In fact, I think it's interesting that oftentimes what we've seen in the book of Acts so far is that uh, Jesus, you know, has said, hey, don't worry about what you're going to say whenever you are placed on trial, right? Mm. For it's in that moment that the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Mm. Sometimes, and I'll just say this to start off, sometimes the Holy Spirit will not speak to you um, in that moment, maybe maybe before. Mm. Um, maybe it's actually in the moment. And I think that's hard for a lot of us. Uh, I think it takes, uh, I think it takes a lot of faith to go into a situation and and not really 100% sure as to what you're going to say. Um, mm. but Jesus said, "Hey, don't don't worry about it. In that in that moment, I'll I'll meet you there. Mm. Like I'm not going to leave good. you alone, right? right? But I think it's good to practice hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so one of the things that I try to do a lot is um you know, I I love I love this um, the story of when Samuel is in the temple and he's, he's a young boy. And what always stuck out to me about this, this story is that the Bible says that Samuel made his bed uh, near the holy place. Wow. 
and it was in that like I don't I don't was that allowed <laughs> like I don't yeah. I don't know if that was a, I, I don't know I know because if you step into the holy place you're like hold on like right. I thought you had to yeah. have a priest in if he yeah. was a high priest uh, the holy of holies was completely off limits but but for some reason um, I've never really understood <clears throat> that but but he it says he made his bed near the holy place um, and he was hearing the voice of God speak right and it was waking him up and he thought it was Eli. Um, and of course we know the story, like Eli's sons were, you know, priests, they were disobedient. They were, uh, you know, um, not following the Lord, not honoring to the Lord. They were womanizers. And so as a result, you know, God's bringing judgment on the house of Eli. And as a result, he, he speaks to this young boy named Samuel. I believe that's in first Samuel, right? Right. It's funny you said it. Cause I'm, I'm actually reading first Samuel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, you're crazy. But, but anyway, Eli gives Samuel great advice. He's like, hey, if you hear the voice again, right? The third time he comes and he, he thinks it's Eli, you know, Eli's like, all right, all right, God's talking to this boy. Mm-hmm. And so he says, hey, um, next time you hear that, you hear God's voice, um, simply say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And uh, for whatever reason, Ooh. I've tried to make that, like after after I'm, I'm you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in the word, I'm, I'm spending time with him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, I'm just kind of releasing my burdens on, on God in that moment. I think there's something really profound and powerful about just for me anyway, saying, Holy Spirit, speak. Your servant is listening. There, there's something powerful about that to me. Like that is, that is my heart in that moment. And so much like you, you know, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll you know, sometimes I'll journal. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll just sit and I'll just be. And oftentimes, it it's never it's never really the same, um, but it's like things are highlighted in my life, like things come alive in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's something that I'm really kind of wrestling or, or fighting through, um, I normally say, "Holy Spirit, show me, like help me with this." Right. And and normally. Um, Normally, something is highlighted, or uh, like a door is open. And what I mean when I say that is like it it it, it gives me a starting point uh, to then kind of work through and and you know I'm I'm going through the scripture and I'm 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 looking for something, um, and it's like the Holy Spirit just kind of guides me and leads me and and I and right. I come across it right right. So so I think the biggest thing is. Everyone's gonna doubt, like you said. Is this God? Is this you? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Eli. You know, is like, right. or you know, is our roommate calling us or something like that? But I, I think for most of us, um, what is what is God bringing to your heart? What is God mm. bringing to your mind? Mm. That's if, good. If we can settle everything, focus on God. Uh, man, I tell you, almost every single time the Lord speaks to me. It's like this huge affirmation. It's like God always speaks to the core of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like He calls me His own. He calls me His son. Um, I, I think about this idea of being a co-heir with Christ. Um, like there, there's just so much love and, um, again, affirmation of who I am in, in Jesus. That man, majority of the time, that's all I really need, mm-hmm. right? But God is so gracious to even go beyond that. And like I said, you know, just I find myself almost like having conversations. And almost 100% of the time, I'm, it's, it's 
pushing me back into the mm-hmm. scripture, right? And so something that, you know, a phrase or something that God, you know, speaks to me, I just, I start tracing that back. And, and that's kind of what, you know, thinking about the Holy Spirit, um, you know, that, that scripture in Isaiah 55, come to me all who are thirsty. Yeah. And it was just like, gosh, what a crazy personal invitation from God himself to, hey, just, just come to me. If you will just get in my presence, mm-hmm. I'll take care of everything else. Um, and even if I don't receive an answer that I'm really searching for, majority of the time yeah. I move from that place of his presence with just confidence. Hey, I don't know the answer, but I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And so, and, and, and so God, I'm going to do it, and I'm trusting you. And when I get to that point, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. when I get to that point, God, I'm, I'm trusting you're going to lead me. And so sometimes I think we make it too complicated, and then sometimes I think, um, you know, we get so discouraged because we're, we're so uncertain and we're unsure that we kind of stop trying. But I honestly think more than anything, God loves to be pursued. I right. think God loves to be sought after. And that's why when he said, if you seek me, right, you yep, will find, find me. me. That's right. When you search for me with all your heart. Yeah. So there's almost like this, dude, it's going to take, it's going to take your heart. I mean, your desire, like your yeah. will, like you are truly seeking God. Yeah. Um, and I, I think most Christians are content not seeking God. Wow. I, I It's, it's, it's crazy to yeah. even think about that, but. And if we do, it's only for the things we want. Exactly. Not him. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just him. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, that's. It's probably one of the most, again, overlooked things mm-hmm. in Christianity. And so no wonder we're powerless. Right. Like, no wonder we don't have the authority. Yeah. Um, we're not walking in that kingdom authority that, that God promised to those right. who, who would uh, be his and right. be his disciples. And so yeah. I think, but, but I think it's starting to change. I think people... Hopefully, even through this pandemic, I think mm-hmm. I, I hope at least people have noticed um, how much we are comfortable and how much we took we took advantage right. of being in church together, and I, I think it's kind of shown a little bit more clearly the state of Christianity mm-hmm. in America, and and so man, I, I I pray that we I pray we see it again right, and know? I believe it's. I think a lot of it is because we have our own rituals every Sunday right. that we perform our traditions, which is normal, you know. Right. Um, but I think it like it out of tunes us from the Holy Spirit. Like usually, when um, I, I bet you nine times out of ten, when somebody gets home from church, the first thing they think about is um, either lunch, football, <laughs> yeah. sleep, like nap. You yeah. Know? Nap There's time. nothing wrong with that, you know. Right. But like, you know, what if we desire? What you know? I just always wonder, like what it would be like every single day if every believer really sought God mm. every day. Like that's like I've been man Josh, I've been through so much this past year, man, and it's it's wrecked me. Like I've had so much trouble. You know I have been through mm. it. And man, I've been seeking God like crazy. And the journey hasn't been like, you know, easy. Right. You know, it's caused me to shift in ways, man. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, the journey is not easy. But the whole, I, I realized the Holy Spirit was, it's always consistent, you know? Yeah. And I could see that, you know, the evidence in my life, like the temptations that I've been bottled with. Hmm. Um, 
and having the power to say no to those temptations was crazy. Only the Holy Spirit, you know? Right. So I was just like, man, you know, it's just, I think people are missing out on the goodness of God and they're missing out on that fruit. They're missing out on the opportunity to impact people's lives. They're even missing out on the opportunity to make great decisions in their life. Because I think a lot of the poor decision-making is the lack of us not tuning into the Holy Spirit and listening to that. So, yeah. But in closure, is there anything that you want to add? Um, yeah. Man, I, I know one thing I was going to ask you, too. Um, I know that Summer, you know, she's mm-hmm. been a great example at the church. You know, um, a great servant and just somebody that I always see smile and all that stuff. And yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I know in marriage, like, it's your job as an individual to seek God and her job as an individual to seek God. Yep. Do you guys ever much talk a lot about the Holy Spirit and how he's probably speaking to both of you guys, like individually? Has that been something that you, you guys ever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's just part of kind of our marital relationship mm-hmm. that this is something that, man, we really, we really cherish. Um, and, you know, most of the time I, I feel like, you know, there's there's just big significant moments. We talked a little bit about this before we started the podcast of just being in ministry and, and being mm-hmm. a church leader, being a pastor right. and a, a lot of the a lot of the pressures and push and pulls that yeah. are you know, just kinda of surround your life. Right. And you know, having someone to uh, communicate wh- where you feel like, you know, God is really working in you and, and, and calling you and, and, and pushing you to do has been so helpful. And I, and I, I really think that's why, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the wife or the help mate, um, what, what they're referred to in scripture, I think it's just so, so beautiful, so complimentary in how we kind of lead and live our lives together. The, the greatest challenge more than anything, more than ministry right now is just our kids and and mm. being being the best parents we can be and mm-hmm. and modeling that life with our kids um but also just us talking you know man how do we how do we raise them what do we feel like the holy spirit is is teaching us through you know because every kid's different you know raising each of our three kids uh specifically and and how we're feeling led to do that and so Man, I, I, I love more than I love my wife, and I'm I'm so grateful man, for this her. Is and, awesome, man. And so, so awesome. I, but I th- I think it just it, that's an encouragement, right? right? Like I think like the Holy Spirit is like the divine helper, the encourager. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, to to the closest thing probably to that is probably a spouse, mm-hmm. and being able to just kind of walk along with somebody, and uh, and just to encourage one another. And man, we I love it. Man, that's amazing, it. man. Yeah. Well, Josh, I appreciate you being on this uh, podcast. Um, um, and y'all, we're, we're talking about even possibly talking about the role of a man, the role of a woman. Um, me and Josh had some some very deep conversations, which I'm going to be secretly re- secretly recording next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> going to have some random podcast messages pop up, and you're like, what? I'm on that's it? Good. Yeah, bro. So, man, I, we really appreciate you being on the show is there anything else you want to say and if not just go ahead and just close it out yeah you know I mean one more thing I, I <clears throat> something so pressing in my heart you know just just here lately has been that that John 15 
Um, oh, Jesus is talking about man. the vine and the branches and staying connected. I've been heavy in that scripture lately, bro. It's, man, this I, is crazy, man. I mean, this is, <laughs> you know, again, I, I, I gave this illustration in my message, but, you know, when you, when you sever a branch from a tree, you don't see, the leaves don't turn brown immediately, right? Mm-hmm. The leaves don't even turn brown in a couple days, right? Normally, it's this slow fading process that mm. you don't even realize is happening until, you know, you know, maybe four or five, you know, a week later, and the thing is totally, you know, the leaves are brown. But even then, the branch is still pretty strong. And, and I think people oftentimes, when they skip or when they miss a day of, of spending time in the presence of God, um, I think they feel like they're good, right? They feel like they're okay, like, they're, like they can do it on their own. And uh, it just reminded me of what Paul says in, in, in Galatians 3 when he says, you know, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has lied to you? Who has bewitched you? Thinking that what has begun in the Spirit you can, mm-hmm. you can complete or you can keep going in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Like we, so, so again, Paul's even making the point, like you have to have reliance upon the Holy Spirit every single day. Right. You, you, it's, it began in the Spirit, and you, you're going to have to live every day in reliance upon the Holy Spirit. But more than that, um, you know, Jesus says, abide in me. And I think that word, you know, abide, just making your home is where do you choose to put down your roots? Where do you choose to draw your life, uh, your energy, you know, right from? Um, yeah. <laughs> you have to right. be connected to, yeah. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um or more than anything, you've got to be connected to the presence of God, to, to His Word, and, uh, and and just the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, so many people think, though, man, I, I you know, I'm not seeing much of a difference in my life. You know, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm all right. It doesn't really matter. It's not that important. And yet, it's a slow fade that people, you know, experience. And and so, man, I, I would just say more than anything, we can just stay connected. We'll, we'll see growth. Um, growth happens slow as well. Just like dying is slow, uh, growth is slow. And, and bearing fruit, right, is something that is seasonal. And so I think what we've got to just remember uh, is we have to continue to do the things that are necessary. Um, you know, Paul says, discipline yourself for, for the purpose of godliness. Um, physical discipline has momentary advantages but paul says but spiritual discipline (laughs) Mm. man carries advantages now and for eternity Mm -hmm. and and so Mm. just like going to the gym and working out like you know is is great yeah it it it's great for the here and now but spiritual godliness and disciplining yourself and and uh man spending time in in god's word and in his presence and in prayer like that that's going to carry results now, but also for all eternity. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the full extent of what that means. But we have to make that daily decision. Where are we abiding? Like where where are we truly drawing strength from? And hopefully, man, hopefully it's from the Holy Spirit. And hopefully for any believer that's watching, it's just another reminder of something that maybe sounds just too simple, too easy. Like right. spending time with God, really, yeah. man, that is everything. Yeah, that is everything. And, yeah. and 
if we're going to see a church empowered by the Holy Spirit, looking like Jesus and living daily for Him, absolutely, we got to get back to that. Oh yeah. So yeah, and I think there will be less church hurt as well. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because people will be looking to Jesus and not man. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we're always looking at man oh. as the center of like our issues and as far as our or answers, you know. Right. Um, so, well, I appreciate that, Josh. Man, I'm just going to go ahead and close with a prayer because since we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we have to tap in, <laughs> tap in <laughs> to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Dear Father, we thank you for Josh um, um, here mm. for coming and um, sharing the message of truth that's, that you laid upon his heart, Lord God. I thank you for the relationship that we have, the bond that we have, Lord God, and that we can empower people to listen to the Holy Spirit, to remain under the Holy Spirit, to submit to the Holy Spirit, um, and to live out our lives um, even in the face of opposition. Um, And the Holy Spirit will be with us everywhere we go because that's a promise from you, Jesus. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship you in every way. We pray that whoever listens to this podcast, Lord God, will understand what it means to be filled constantly on a day-to-day basis, dear Holy Spirit. It is not an easy journey. The lifestyle that we live is not an easy journey. This is not a playground lifestyle. This is like we're on the battlefield every day mm-hmm. and it must be with the holy spirit that we can only be conquerors and even ahead of time you even called us conquerors we are your child we're um we we, we are your sons and daughters lord god and that's just such a beautiful thing to to be able to inherit with um um share an inheritance with you one day and to see you in glory we can't even approach your throne without the holy spirit yes. let alone Thank goodness for the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we worship you. We thank you. We honor you and praise you. Mm. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus, Yeshua the King. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. And Josh Hare, we appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Sounds good. Sir. Get about the way in my time zone. Take all your lies, wave them goodbye, crush like a tie. Maybe the faith in is coming on time. Throw me your darkness and better with shine.